Welcome, welcome one, welcome all. Happy Father's Day out there. We love our pops. We're glad to have you. Let us know where you're watching from. Did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose? All in one space. It's actually beautiful. It's gorgeous. We encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.30 and 11 a.m. on Sundays. We would love to meet you. Yeah. We want to remind you that Sabbath Sunday is coming soon. July 3rd, there will be no in-person gatherings as we enjoy our family and friends over the holiday. But here's the good news. We will have a special online service premiering that Sunday, so tune in no matter where you are. We also want to say thank you for your obedience to God's word in the form of giving back to God through the giving of your tithe, which, if you don't know, is 10% of your income as worship to God. If you are looking to give, head to our website or text any amount to 84321. Enjoy Echo Online Service. Woo! Woo.
as well with my this morning we we come and we simply declare God that it is well God no matter with what we come in here with no matter our circumstance Jesus God we sing that it is well it is well with my soul this morning press in a little bit this morning church let's sing that out let's believe it this morning let's allow the Holy Spirit to intervene
God, this morning we just declare that it is well. God, we thank you for your presence in this time of worship, to have access to your spirit in this place. God, I pray that you would prepare our hearts. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. a dancer in the front. We got a dancer in the front. Seniors, why don't you come up here? There we are. They're coming. They're making their way up. Some of them were up till 3.30 this morning at the senior party, but they're making it. They're making it. Let's give it up for the seniors. It is Senior Sunday. Man, it has been so awesome. The past week, um, we hosted a spotlight, a senior spotlight on Wednesday, um, and we got to hear them just share something to the younger generations um, that are in Echo High. Um, and it was super encouraging because the number one takeaway that I had is that they all said the same thing, maybe a little bit different of a way, but that they were super thankful to be plugged into the local church and in a youth ministry. And I am so proud of you guys. You guys have made some awesome decisions on what you're going to do. Some are unknown. That's okay. Um, but God is still going to use you. And I am just so thankful that you guys have been a part of Echo High. But this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to pray. We believe in the power of prayer. And we want to send them out by prayer. Um, so Lizzie and I are going to pray over them this morning. Um, but let's, uh, let's just acknowledge Gideon here. This nice paisley shirt. So nice. Just looking fresh. Just looking fresh. But uh, let's pray over Gideon, and then we'll just go down the line here. But um, God, I just thank you for Gideon. God, I thank you for the strength and the leadership that you have given him to, to just lead his heart to serve. God, and just the asset that he's been to Echo High over the last year. God, I just pray for continued growth, God, that every door that he walks through, Jesus, that you would be with him, God, and that if it is not a door that he's supposed to walk through, God, that you would shut it. God, I pray over his future ministry and just know, God, that you are going to do great things because of his heart, because he is faithful. God, thank you for what you're going to do, God. This morning we pray for Alex, God, and I pray blessing, God, as he goes out into boot camp, Jesus. I pray that uh, you would just be with him, God, that you would use him as a light, Jesus. God, a light to this nation, God, where when things seem dark, Jesus, that you would use him to the men and women around him that they're serving together, God. And I just pray protection over him, God. And this morning, I just thank you for grace. God, I thank you for her heart to serve, God, her heart for the worship team, Jesus. And I just pray that you would continue to use her, God, that she would know that she is beloved. God, that she's made in your image, God, and that you would just continue to speak to her, that you'd continue to guide her this morning in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you for Jaden, and God, we just lift up this next season of life for her, and God, I pray that you would continue to just bloom your spirit that she has for you and in her that God in this next season that you would just let that shine and God bring it out even more and 
I said during first service, and I just continue to pray this prayer over Jaden. God, I just pray for more students like Jaden to show up at Echo High who are willing to invite students, who are willing to show up, and who are willing to just say, this is God's kingdom, and I'm going to build it in the season of life that I'm in. And so, Lord, I just pray over Jaden in this next season, and God, I pray that she would just run to you when things seem difficult or different, and Jesus, that she would just know that your spirit is with her because of how you've made her and how you've just really encouraged her and just even Rochester and in this space and God I just pray for the next city of Madison to just be changed by who she is in Jesus name God this morning we thank you for Jojo Jesus and I just pray continual blessing over her God I just thank you that she's been a part God and the light that she carries the joy that she carries God would just spread to those around her Jesus God, with the future plans that you have for her, Jesus, that she would just be submitted and yielding to what you may have for her, God, and that she would just be obedient in Jesus' name. I just want to share a little about, about Katrina and just that um, one thing that sticks out to me the most with Katrina is I'll be in the back of Echo High. And it's kind of a, it's a smaller group than it is in here. And so she stands in the front and she raises her hands and that stands out and Um, So I just pray for that same spirit, Katrina, to just stand out. And I just pray over that boldness for you not to care in this next (laughs) college season. I just pray that you would lift your hands to Jesus and that you would continue to do that, that you would stand in the front row with your leadership and that you would continue to just say, I am here for Jesus and I will continue to show up and lead. And um, So, Lord, I just pray over Katrina, and I just pray over who she is and how you've made her and just the impact that she's made on our lives and um, Echo High's ministry. God, I just pray for opportunities for her to be a leader, and I pray for opportunities for people to speak into her and love on her. And, um, God, I just pray protection over her and just all the goodness that she is in Jesus' holy name. Amen. God, this morning, I thank you for Kira, God, and I just know that you have great things for her, Jesus. God, I pray that you would allow her mind to be receptive to all that she's going to be learning in this next season, God, that she would be just just so receptive, God, and that when memorization gets hard for what she's going for, God, I just pray that you would just be there. God, that you would allow her to remember everything she needs to remember, Jesus. And I pray that as she goes into the workforce, God, for kinesiology, Jesus, that you would just be with her. God, that you would open the doors again for her. God, that you would use this as her ministry, God, to bring others to you, to help bring healing to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sid. God, I just thank you for people like Sydney. I thank you for people who show up like Sydney does, who love you like Sydney does. God, I just pray um, for the infinite wisdom that she has. She's way smarter than me. And she knows so much more about your word and about scripture, and she can just follow in that. And so, God, I just pray for wisdom to continuously grow in her life. God, I just pray for a heart that's hungry for you in her life. Jesus, I just pray for moments where it's inevitable that we feel in a dry season. God, I just pray for life and I just pray for rushing water to just be washed over her spirit. God, and I just pray that she would just continuously live in and for you, Jesus. God, I just pray that you would grow her and um, just the way she loves people. And God, place her in a place that she can be loved as deeply as she loves people around her. In Jesus' name, amen. 
And God, this morning we send these seniors out, Jesus, with a bold prayer, Jesus, that they would just be obedient and yielding to you, God. That's our prayer this morning. God, that they would be open to what all you have for them and they wouldn't be scared, that they wouldn't be fearful, but, but God, that they would stand to the front line. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's give it up for the seniors one last time. We love you guys. You're doing it. You're free to leave. It's okay. It's okay. They love the stage. They love the stage. It's all right. How's everyone doing? Service two. I, I'm hoping we got some good energy in this place, okay? Like, you're number two. I hope you're awake. But my name is Isaiah. If we have not met, um, I am the Echo High pastor. If you don't know what that is, that is Echo's youth ministry. Um, so I'm a youth pastor. Um, and so I love doing this and just getting to be up here. But if it's your first time, I just simply want to say welcome to Echo. Um, we don't take it lighthearted that you would choose to come here on a Sunday morning, but we just pray that you would feel at home. Um, I'm super excited. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I've been thinking about this lately. And so many, uh, you know, I guess over the past four weeks, I've been thinking that um, everywhere I go, like lately, people have been like, oh, what do you do for work? What do you do for work? And I'm like, why is everyone asking that lately? Like, I never f used to be asked that. But I was in Home Depot the other day. Um, we're doing a lot of house projects right now. So Home Depot is like the second home um, that I have. And um, I decided to go to the cashier, you know, because we need to utilize those people that are there instead of the machines, I think, you know, all these things. And she goes, uh, well, what do you do for work? And I was like, well, I'm a youth pastor. And she goes, oh, why would you do that? And I was like, what in the world? Did I ask you why you're standing behind that plexiglass? <laughs> like, no, no one asked you. But no. For real, Lizzie and I love teenagers. We love them. And they, they really are beautiful bundles of emotions. All the parents in the room say, amen. I don't know what's happening with my teen. Um, but they have joy. They have courage and boldness. And they, they really are full of life. And we can learn so much from them. And it's my greatest honor to be a part of this church and to lead our youth ministry. Um, for those of you who don't know what Echo High is, it's uh, simply a church service where we have a lot of fun, um, and we are for students 6th through 12th grade, 6th through 12th grade, and we meet at the castle, okay? Some of you are like, what? The castle is where we meet. That's where youth ministry meets on Wednesdays at 7 p.m., um, and if you're a student or a parent that has preteens or teenagers, we want to see your kid there, Okay. It's a great place for them to get plugged in and involved, and someday we get to come up here and honor them um, with what they've learned, with where they're going in life because um, they've stepped out in that place. But I do want to just say this. I don't do this alone. We have some amazing youth leaders that um, partner with me and my wife. Um, they bring sacrifice every week to be there on time, and they give of their time to mentor and truly speak life into the most broken places with these students. So can we honor them? in this place this morning because it truly is a big deal. It is a big deal. But before I get into the message, I just want to say this, that I, I simply would not be on this stage this morning, um, right now in this place, if it wasn't for Pastor Andy and Christy uh, speaking life into me um, when I was in their youth ministry. And you heard that right. I was in their youth ministry growing up um, and I never knew the call that, you know, laid within me fully until someone called it out of me. And sometimes that's what we got to do. I'm speaking to the adults in the room. 
Do not look down on the kids. They are the future of this country. They're the future of this church. They're the future of the church. And we are in good hands. And I simply say, I wouldn't be here if someone wouldn't have said, I see potential in you. Because honestly, I was a kid standing in the corner with the old Navy t-shirt and transitional lenses, okay? So I'd probably still be there. We're going to get real real this morning. People hate on the transitional lenses. You know what? It was real life. I only needed one set. You know, whatever. The argument's there if you want to come at me. Um, but let me just speak to the parents for a moment. Our job as parents and our job as the church um, is, is to raise a child up in the way that it should go. And what does that look like? Everyone's asking that. A parent asked me that on Wednesday. Well, what does it look like to have godly, you know, you know speaking in, into my child? And it's for them to know their identity in Christ and for them to know that Jesus is alive and active just as he was in the Old Testament, okay? Like, it's, it's so disheartening, I would say sometimes, how people think that Jesus is not going to work. That it, it's, it's all for the Old Testament. No, he is alive and active today. And the world is working overtime, and I will just urge you with this. The world is working overtime. There's an enemy that is working overtime to establish an identity for children that you do not want your child to have, Okay? And it's called culture's identity. Scripture says in Proverbs, we are to train up a child in the way he should go. And, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So if we do our job right, if we instill the correct identity into them now, the hope is that they will walk in faith for the rest of their life in Jesus' name. So people ask why I do what I do. I get to be a youth pastor because it's a part of my calling and I'm devoted to standing in the gap for these students that don't have parents sometimes that come from broken homes most of the time. And from the front line, we love shepherding them to all that God would have for them. And I believe with my whole heart, as I've said before, that this world we live in will be radically changed because of the skilled, devoted, perseverant, bold young people that we get to minister to because they know how to face adversity. Amen? Like the last three years have been a flame of fighting towards them, and they know how to stand firm in that. And that is why they will make a difference for Jesus in Jesus' name. I guess I should probably preach my message now. It's not my message, folks. We are in this series called Rude Jude. There's a beautiful graphic there. If you're new, this is a series we're in. If you haven't read the book yet, I urge you to still do that. I know Pastor Andy uh, mentioned something about, you know, toilet reading, toilet literature last week. Just read it there. It's really quick, actually. I may have done it this week. If, you know. But as we talked about last week a little bit, Pastor Andy mentioned this word, beloved. The word beloved. And it's mentioned a few times in the book of Jude, and this word simply kept resonating with me as I saw, you know, what does it mean? What, what does that look like for us? So today I just want to take a bit of time, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to preach on that. So if you need a reminder, we see Jude address the church. In the book of Jude, he's addressing the church as beloved. And, and thematically, throughout the book of Jude, you'll, you'll sense that he maybe has some type of tone. You know, all the teachers are like, I know what the tone is. You can read it, and you're like, he's speaking to me like that. The tone is of urgency. Jude 
is speaking with the urgency there, I believe, because there is a standard that we are to have as a church, as the body of Christ. There's a standard that we should uphold. Why? Because we are beloved. Are you with me? So the word is used three times in Jude, and I'm going to throw these out there if you want to write them down and go look at it later. That's awesome. Um, In verse 1, it says, to those who are called beloved in God the Father. In verse 3, it says, beloved, as I was eager to write to you in our common salvation. And in verse 17, it says, but you must be remembered, beloved, the predictions of the apostles. And I want us to just get some understanding of the word beloved before I dive in. And beloved is rooted in the agape love. How many of you have heard of agape love? Anybody? Yes, quite a few of you. First service, no one apparently had heard of it. It's fine. You're with me. Um, Which, if you don't know what agape love is, it's the purest form from the love of God directly. And it's always of goodwill. It's always of good intent. And it means that we are worthy to be loved. We're worthy of it. So this morning I say to you, you are beloved. I am beloved. Seniors in the room, you are beloved. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I'd love for you to open up to uh, 1 John 4, and we're going to start in verse 7. So again, that's 1 John 4, and we're going to start in verse 7. It will be behind me on the screen for all the unsaved people in the room that didn't bring the Bible. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding, people. Lighten up, okay? Um, But it says, beloved... Let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. And in this love, God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him Verse 10 says, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation. Right, Andy? Pastor? (laughs) Appropriation. I can't say the big words sometimes, you guys. Um, We're all learning. Appropriation for our sins. And it says in verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And we end with, no one has ever seen God, and if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. Jesus, this morning, I just pray that our minds and our hearts would just be open to receive and hear the things that you want us to hear in this place. God, I just thank you for the opportunity that we get to come and listen to your word and your scripture in this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So because we are beloved by Jesus, we need to understand some things. That's what we're going to talk about today. i got three points for you. And number one is this. If you're taking notes, number one is we are loved by Christ, and we are his number one. And if we read over verses 9 and 10, it, it, it blatantly says it for us, which I appreciate when Scripture is just so straightforward. Um, it says, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the preparation for our sins. This morning, maybe you, you need to hear this, and I, and I actually urge the seniors that are in the room to listen to this. God's love for you is never, ever, ever based on your performance in life. Ever. 
No matter what has happened in your life, no matter what you have done in life, no matter maybe what has happened to you, because let's just hear it. Some of us have a story. We all have a story, but some of it looks different than others. His love for you will always remain infinite. Always. And in just in case you walked into church this morning, you know, feeling like you are unworthy, that you are, you're holding on to maybe shame from your past. Maybe you walk in here feeling dirty and not good enough to be in church. Let me speak this over you this morning. The truth is we are all unworthy, but that does not take away that we are all called sons and daughters of the living king and that we were still made in his image despite of our actions. Despite if we sin. I love how A.W. Tozer says that he says, Jesus Christ knows the, the worst about you, but nonetheless, he's the one who loves you the most. Someone needs to hear that today. And I think so often as we, we, we go through life, we often have these friendships. You know, I've been there with people or seen it in students' lives where they feel or the friendship is, well, I got to do something to earn the right to be their friend. And somehow in culture, we, we, we somehow got to the point where that's our relationship with God. We stand on this side and we're like, well, God, what... what what do I have to do to earn? Nothing. I'll say it again. God's love for you is never based on your performance. And that brings me to point number two this morning is the Imago Dei, the image of God. Because we are his beloved, we carry God's image. That's what the Imago Dei is. I want to ask you this. If all else in your life was stripped away, would the godly image still be present? And that's a tough question to ask. If everything else in life was stripped away, would godly image still be present for you? And this is for everybody. We have students graduating, going to college, studying to be something, and then we have us as, you know, people, the old folk in the room who have been through college or maybe you're still continuing education, but we're working, we're, we're, we're nurses, we're doctors, we're realtors, we're plumbers, managers, whatever you are. That has simply somehow become our identity. And last week, Pastor Andy talked about the worm that creeped in. Anybody remember that? No, it's okay. It's okay. Here I have for us some Canadian night crawlers. If anyone would like to uh, take a gander after, you're more than welcome. Um, yeah, I keep get, getting tempted to eat this. I keep hearing voices to eat this, but I just can't do it. This isn't fear factor, okay? This is church. Um, maybe next year. Um, when worms go into the spaces, this guy's alive and well, by the way. When worms go into the spaces, they tend to break down the things around them. And I want us to just simply remember this. This thing that is moving, attempting to eat my hand. That when the worms go into the spaces, they tend to break down the things around them. They, they eat away. And if I were to, you know, slice this thing in half, the chances are it would live. 
and it would multiply. And I want us to get that if, if we keep allowing these things to come in, what are they doing inside of us? So in the same way, if we, if we allow the worms, they will do the same to our life. They're just going to break it down. I would say that the worm this morning represents this, this worldly identity in our life. And in this moment, I just want everyone to close their eyes for a second and just picture this with me. We're going to ask ourselves this question, is, is what's the identity or what's the worm in your life in this season, in this moment? Is it the image of your career? Is it a relationship? Is it holding on to the failed marriage that happened? And if all those things were stripped away from you, would you know your identity in Christ? And the question is, what has more identity in your life other than Christ? I think the, the Hey Jude moment here is, is us calling out those worms, us calling out those labels, those identities that are breaking down our ability to see how God sees us. Am I speaking to anyone? The ability to see us how God sees us. We just need to be reminded of that this morning. In 1 Peter 2.9 it says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. When the worms have been stripped away, the Imago Dei becomes the greatest part of our identity. The part of the identity of us who says, I am called. Who says that I am for signs and wonders. Who says that I am a son or daughter of the king. That I am worthy. That I am made whole. That you are for purpose. That you are loved and that you are beloved. And the last point for you today is be love. And I broke it down this way. Be loved to be love. We are beloved so that we can be love. We were given love to show love. And in John 15, 12, it says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And in 1 John 3, 16, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we will also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now, as I was preparing for this message this week, I had this story that kept resonating in my mind. I'm going to share it with you. But if you don't know, I used to work in financial banking industry um, for about five years. And, and through that, as I was thinking about this message, you all know it's a good message when it starts convicting you of the areas that you're preaching about, okay? But I remember thinking back to that season of my life and, 
and being convicted of, I found my identity in my job. Like, that's all I cared about. Oh, Isaiah, can you stay late tonight? Sure thing. Oh, Isaiah, can you go do this event? Sure thing. It became my identity because it was comfortable. And about three years into the job, I I remember getting to a place where I was like, really uneasy. I was not vibing with the job anymore. I did not want to show up for work because, you know, I was like, this is lame. I don't want to do the nine to five, all the things. And I remember going into a meeting one day with a person who's in leadership and, you know, we go into a room and we're going to meet on what we're meeting on. And, and I just see the guy start sweating profusely and he's turning red. And I'm like, are you okay? And this is where that concept of we are beloved to be loved comes in. This man out of nowhere goes, I know you go to church. And I don't know who else to tell. I haven't even talked to my wife about this, but I'm struggling with a severe alcohol addiction. And I remember in that moment, it clicked. Something clicked for me where I was like, this is why I'm here. This man is why I am here. He knows that I go to church because how many of you know, like when you know the correct identity to you, people will notice around you that you are a Christian. There's something different about us. There's, there's a light inside of you and I want it is what they notice. And this man, he had the strength and the courage to simply say, I know you go to church. I'm struggling. And anyway, we began to talk this out. I had the chance to pray with him. And for me, beloved to be loved was in the moment. And I just think of how many of us sit in this room every Sunday, maybe it's your first Sunday, in the places, in the spaces that we go tomorrow morning when we go to work, is how are we activating ourselves as beloved? How are we activating ourselves as beloved? And if you hear nothing else than this point, then so be it. But it doesn't matter what houses we live in, what cars we drive, what school we're going to go to, what, what happens to us. God still loves you, and he comes to meet us in the biggest way, which is the asset of love. You are here to be love. You are here to show love to those around you. This morning, I invite you to stand in this place. And there may be some of us in this room that, that can't resonate yet with point number one. Like, I have no idea who Jesus is. I, I don't know if I feel the love or, you know, I didn't even know I was loved. And every week here at Echo, we get to say a prayer. And it simply is a reminder. It's an alignment of what the church is, and it's just simply to surrender to him. So I invite you in on this prayer as we say it together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. We're about to go into reflection time here. 
And I just sense in my spirit this morning that there's some of us that walk in and, and we, again, we don't know that we're loved. So I encourage you during this time to step out in faith and accept the love that's being offered to you. There's some of us that need to think about the things that are holding our identity captive from moving forward in our journey with Christ, in our life with Christ, because we get so caught up in the minuscule of our day-to-day. And then there's some of us that just need to simply be reminded, God, what person do I need to go be loved to? What person do I need to remind that they are beloved? So God, in this moment, I just pray that our hearts would be open. God, that we would be able to be real and honest with ourselves, with you this morning. And that you would just bring peace and understanding, God. And I just pray that every person in this room, God, this morning would know that they are your beloved. That our image is in you, the Imago Dei. And that we are here for the purpose to be love. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
room we just close your eyes just for focal reasons today I just sense that some of you came into this space and there are so many things that have wormed into your life that brought you to this place where you forget that you were made in the image of God And then at the end of the day, he was pleased with what he created. So God, today all across this room, in our hearts and in our mind, we just, we open up our lives. Would you bring life? Would you breathe life in those spaces? Would you remind us today once again? Would you convince us that we are made in your image? That we are to be in semblance to you. That we are in your likeness and that we are worthy of your love, not dependent upon our performance. And we just pause and we say, say thank you. We didn't have to earn it. We don't have to go get it. We just simply receive it. Lord, I just ask that you would just birth that once again in our mind, in our hearts, in Jesus' name, name. And if you agree with that, would you shout amen? Hey, how many of you agree that Isaiah just killed it today? Isn't it amazing? So... So proud of Isaiah, so proud of, of Lizzie. Uh, what many of you don't know is when Isaiah were wearing, when he was wearing those very rectangular transitional lenses in eighth grade, someone that knew him came up to me and told me that he would never get plugged in. He'd never really get involved. He'd really not really do much. And I would just say that there are some people that move in this, uh, you're in this room And those same things have been spoken to your life. And I'm just trying to tell you, and I just love the song that Dexter picked, is we serve a God where he breaks chains. He breaks those things that are spoken over you. 
and that God wants to remind you once again that you are a son and the daughter of a king. Can I hear an amen? Is anybody glad that you came to Echo Church today? Hey, let's just celebrate a few people today. Some people prayed that prayer at the end of Isaiah's message for the very first time, but we just want to say, welcome to the kingdom of God. Can we say, can we, can we celebrate with those that prayed for the first time? How about this? If you are a guest with us, we are so glad that you're here. We'd love to connect with you. There is.